On this next episode of Magnify, we'll sit down for part two with Tim Murphy and Ryan Rhodes. We'll discuss leadership in the home and in the church, the meaning of friendship, and how Christ forms their identity. I'm your host, Aaron Miller, pastor of equipping at Grace Baptist Church in Santa Clarita, California. Welcome to Magnify. was I, t- I was talking to a lot of people about this about that trip it was a mixed bag for me in terms of uh looking back on it i have more of a fond recollection but like you're fighting the seasickness you got the smell of fish and maybe if you're fine with that that's not a big deal but if it's not your cup of tea there's no escaping it yeah you're crammed in there with 30 other people body odors you know through the roof on top of the fish smell you know you're not sleeping as a result and yeah just it just if you're not used to it, you're not used to it. Now looking back, I'm like, man, I'm really happy I did that because of you know, course, check the box. <laughs> but for me, it was my first time, so I didn't know how to prepare. I didn't know what to pack necessarily. I mean, we got a list, but uh, I now know I'm like, oh, I didn't need half the things I brought. You know, yeah. all the stuff. Have you ever done that? Ever? No, I have not. I've had a few opportunities to do it, but I don't know. It's not necessarily something that's like super huge interest of mine. It's not on the know? checklist. Yeah. yeah, bucket list. I know a lot of guys have done the uh, the day thing, yeah. But this was a day and a half, so it was two nights. Mm. <laughs> Just like man, anybody throw up? Oh yeah, I won't mention his name on the podcast, but uh, is it our world record holder? No, brother. No, 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 no. But he, no, it was not. He did a good job. <laughs> My son, yeah. the, that first night did. Uh, but then one of the <laughs> one of our dear brothers who brought his son with him. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so poor so guy. <laughs> yeah, it's just the it's the route out there. I'm sure that's what got most of everybody into you know, it's just that evening ride to your guys' location. Yeah, you know, honestly the next day I was like, No, I am good in terms of I, I'm used to the, the up and down motion and, and everything. But one w- w- you know, the one brother that just could not stop being sick, he had the patch behind the ear, he mm-hmm. was popping Dramamine like Pez candy and yeah. you know, poor guy. Usually that stuff works. It usually does. Yeah, but I, 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 from what I understand, there is a threshold that if you take too much of it, it can work against you. It loses its I, purpose. I think that's what happened. I, <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, guys, but thanks for being willing to sit down with me again, part two. You're doing a podcast in the middle of a hurricane, California version hurricane. Which means we could lose power at any moment. Any moment. It's so, so dangerous. Yeah. That's how we do it, man. <laughs> a razor's edge. Yeah. That's how we do the podcast. But last time we came together with Ryan and Timmy, it was just, I, I don't know, we really front-loaded the get-to-know-you section, which is just walking through your story, how you came to Christ, your family, how you ended up here at Grace. Um, and, and then we started getting into, I think, the meat of uh, ministry conversation and uh, your own reflection in that. And then because of this fishing trip that we're talking about, um, <laughs> I had to cut it early and get down to San Diego with the group of men that we went with. But Timmy had made mention, I think Ryan, you did too, that, man, I just felt like we, we, we were getting started and then we had to stop. I'm like, you know what? You're exactly right. So let's get in here for part two. And uh, so thanks again for being willing to sit down. Let's do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Uh, I think where we left off, again, we were talking about 
challenges uh, that men face typically in in the church. Yes. And there's all sorts of reasons, like, you know, those reasons reside on a spectrum of reasons that I would say are noble or reasons that are not so noble. But I was asking you guys to weigh in just with your own experiences, uh, any anecdotes that you could throw at this, what have been some challenges when men do not engage the church? From what you've observed in friends and family members of yours, what you've observed even within your own heart, what are some of those reasons? And how can we encourage a brother who might be listening to this as maybe he is considering the next step for himself or even spiritually leading his family into the church? Yeah, well, I mean, there's there's going to be a lot of different reasons, and it's going to vary. Uh, I think last time we kind of talked about some of our own mm-hmm. um, challenges that we've kind of experienced. Yeah. And so maybe this time we'll kind of judge or talk about some of the other things that we've experienced you know, experience. Yeah. Do you, do you mind kind of reviewing a little bit of that? Yeah. Basically I, I mostly talked about how, when we had moved out here to Santa Clarita, started to become, uh, became members here at Grace, started coming to church, but then we're just really consumers of the church mm. being served, just, you know, showing up on Sunday, feeling good, going home, kind of minimal involvement. Yeah. Now, now can I, can I dig into that a little bit? Absolutely. If you think on that, Okay. And sometimes this is hard to do in retrospect. What were some of those drivers? Was it related to career? Was it related to a lack of motivation? Was it related to, hey, I've never seen this modeled for me before. And so this is all new territory. No, it, definitely not the last. My upbringing kind of taught me the. Yeah, I didn't think so. That's why I just want to throw that in there as an option. So I know it's been modeled for no, you. I knew what was right. Right. Um, so I would say it kind of comes down to two main things, at least for me. First, yes, uh, work initially did play a part when we first moved out here. I was still working a schedule mm. that I didn't get home until like four in the morning on mm. Sunday morning. So that that didn't help for at least a year or so when we moved out here. Coming to church, really not even paying attention because trying not to fall asleep. Mm. So that was a difficulty. And I know there's going to be you know many men here um, that are going to struggle or have to deal with something like that. Yeah. But what was probably more of the bigger issue as time kind of moved on would it's truly just comes down to a lack of discipline. Um, Just really taking it to heart as being a man and realizing that I need to be this leader of my family Yeah, and I need to make this a priority. Yeah. And my wife, you know, she's a huge uh, help and driver. And we, we came to, it wasn't like just, I had this enlightenment and I'm going to lead my family for whatever. It it was something that we both grew into together and it became, uh, became very heavy on our hearts we, we try to listen to similar like sermons or, or similar studies so that we can talk about things yeah. that we're learning about. So we were going down the same path and it kind of struck us both yeah. at heart. And then that's, that's when finally we're like, you know what, you know, we've been talking about this. The Lord is obviously weighed heavy on us. Yeah. We need to do something. Like I, right. if we're not doing something, I, I don't feel like I'm being a Lord at this point. I, yeah. I like what I hear you saying, because for the, the married men who are listening to this, what you're saying is, no, no, I, I wasn't going out there on my own expecting everyone to follow behind me, my wife and my children. You partnered with your wife and you made it kind of a, a commitment in your marriage. Absolutely. Right? And, yeah. and so that I'm just wanting to encourage men that want to spiritually lead and go to the next level with the Lord. Going to the next level with the Lord and in your leadership, you must do so with your wife belligerently running out ahead of her, expecting her just to blindly follow you. 
look, it sounds noble in a movie scene sense, sort of Braveheart way. Let me charge the the hill, right? <laughs> but but that's not really spiritual leadership. It's easy for us to understand, uh, perhaps uh, in only one dynamic. And it's a no, no, no. This is a this is a partnership that you have to slowly allow the Lord to change hearts and to work on your oneness together and slowly but surely as the Lord is bringing you both together in him you're you're moving forward into your your mutual need for the church I've just seen that blow up in so many men's face in the past and they're like well she won't submit I'm spiritually leading and she just no, yeah. I, I I mean I, I get the angst there I, I get that you want to lead your family and you should but leadership is influence at the end of the day and the way you influence and tenderly lead your wife as a partner in ministry, as you're parenting and pastoring your own family, and then you're you're finding your identity in the church, that that's a different set of muscles many times, right? Anyway, I don't want to cut you off. No, that, I mean you you kind of hit it on the head. Uh, yeah, us coming together was was huge. I do hold maybe just because I am a man in my family, I do mm-hmm. hold a I take that role very very seriously, and. I know we're not going to just, you know, grab your wife or whatever, because all of us might be in different positions. Some of us may have unbelieving family members. That's true. Your your spouse may not be believing. And we have some men in the church that's true for. And I pray for for them because that's going to definitely be very difficult. Sure. But hopefully that that you do have a believing wife. And yeah, Mm -hmm. you need to come come beside each other. Joe, he taught in one of those summer sessions. He taught Mm -hmm. on leadership and he talked about being basically, I don't remember the exact words, but it was something about like Mm servant-minded leaders. Yeah. And that's what we need to do for our wives, especially. Right. Right. Uh, but going back to like the discipline, that's where where it was at for me. It was I need to be able to, or I need to get more disciplined in my life. And whether that means saying no to certain things to make church the priority needed to happen, and then it's showing the example to it to my family, to my friends, mm-hmm. to you know, especially my kids when they see that this is important to mom and dad. Yeah. Then they're doing this all the time. It must be. It must be valued. Yeah. What would be an example of uh, some of the things you said no to? Sleep. <laughs> Everybody likes to sleep yeah. in. Sometimes yeah. you got to get yeah. up. Sometimes you have things that you want to do on the weekend. We are really, really big campers. Mm. We went camping last weekend, mm. but we justified it. We went with everybody from our Sunday school class, so it, <laughs> it was okay. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> but I, I would go camping every weekend if we could, or backpacking, or something mm-hmm. like that. Sure. Saying no to doing that all the time. Recreation. Making, yeah, making no, sure yeah. it's time yeah. to be here. Saying no to certain sports programs for our kids. Yeah. Club ball is like king. extremely huge it out is, here. It is king in this this town. Yeah, and for sure. it's, um, I, I've noticed, I, I think it is kind of a little bit of a problem. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. And uh, so sure. many parents value that club so much that during those seasons, they hardly show up to church because there's club ball going on. It's like, well, what what is valued? Saying no to certain activities so that you can show that church is to be valued being with Mm -hmm. god's people is that what's important or are we showing our kids that hey playing sports and doing this is more important than being with the people of god yeah was that a hard leap once you decided you committed with your wife that you were going to be committed to these things which means you're saying yes to some things you're saying no to other things you were jumping into the church you know at a different level was that a hard jump once you made the jump you know, honestly, or was it easier than you thought? Yeah, absolutely easier. Okay. Uh, when you're doing something the Lord wants you to do, yeah, right. <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's not like pulling teeth. Sure. Uh, you feel the spirit working in you. Mm. You realize, man, I really love being with God's people. 
being around um, church, having these conversations with other believers, encouraging each other, uh, serving each other. God blesses you, you know, not not saying necessarily in physical ways, but he's definitely blessing your heart. Yeah. <laughs> and you're, you feel good when you do what God wants you to do. It's yeah. not, you're not going to feel bad. God's people should enjoy obeying him. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Timmy, you want to weigh in on this? Yeah, I mean, for me and Tiff, same thing, a sit down of uh, saying, hey, we need to get involved. Mm. The only way I can describe it is, a, you know, like a stagnant pool of water and just seeing that being so consumed with uh, the busyness of life, with work, primarily work, right? Uh, my schedule was pretty nuts at the time. Uh, I was working long hours, getting called in a lot uh, for just various investigations. And I just found myself just getting drugged down this rabbit hole of of the world and i know that that's satan that's mm-hmm. a that's a way of satan taking things that you know aren't, aren't necessarily bad right work isn't bad it's it's i got to provide for my family mm-hmm. and utilizing that in ways to to draw me away from from being here being here with the body of believers and so again it took us to me and tiff to sit down and, and chat and say hey we need to make a mindful intentional decision here on getting involved and what is that going to look like? And are we going to do this in the in the adult ministries? Are we going to do this in high school ministry? But we both had a yearning to be midweek, at least getting back with the body of believers and obviously taking the gifts that God has given us and, and being able to, to use that and, and yeah. bless other believers, but also in return, get that that rejuvenation and the joy hmm. that it is to be with with other believers and so what was god using to expose your need was it something in your marriage was it something within your kids that really kind of snapped your attention to focus for me it was and i'm going to be very frank and honest here it was a moment uh, of depression hmm. i was so inundated with work and the workload was getting so heavy and the cases were getting so serious with certain cases that I was handling. If anybody knows my personality, I take everything to its fullest. I very much care about the people that I'm serving in my work role. And it became very heavy on me where I just was so, I could not leave things undone mm. that just this weight, this heaviness was just, it, and it was it was taking me away from my time in word, my time in prayer my time with the fam- my family, my time here at church. And as a result of that, it was just this compounding effect. Was it hard for you to admit that you were indeed were depressed? It absolutely was because I remember months going in, months had gone by and I was, and I finally like took a step back and I said, man, like what is going on here? Like I have never felt this way before. Uh, there was, a, there was a, a lack of joy. Mm-hmm. There was uh, just irritability, mm-hmm. things you know, uh, maybe not necessarily like a hot temper, but just a short, you know, short tempered things that normally wouldn't bother you, now are bothering me. Mm-hmm. And it took me that just realization to step back. Okay, now really, what's the problem here? Yeah, like it's not, it's not work. It's not this heaviness of the work. It's not uh, the cases. It's not the busyness of this or that where is my heart right now with the Lord? Mm. Where am I in my relationship with Christ? And it finally took me to to be honest about that and say, 
I am not in a good, I'm not in a good spot here. I'm struggling and I, and I, and I can see, I could point out where those things were, right? What was your first step in working towards kind of solving this or wor- working towards a solution? Was it a conversation with TIFF? Was it a, was it a meeting with a, a pastor? Was conversation it- with God first and foremost, Absolutely. you know, just, uh, being absolutely honest and, mm-hmm. and confessing and saying, Hey, you know, and, and confessing sure. my sin to the Lord of like where my focus has been, um, my lack of trusting in him. Yeah. And then where did you next go though? Went After, to TIFF. Went to that TIFF. was to yeah. TIFF because there was some apologies that were to be made, mm-hmm. right? On mm-hmm. just a lack of uh, fulfilling my role and responsibility yeah. as a father, as a husband, yeah. primarily as a husband. And, 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 and having those conversations, I think it was a relief to her for that to finally come out of me because she had... She Tiff is amazing and so uh, sincere, and she can bring things to light in such a gentle way. Um, I think she just was hoping that it would finally come from me, because mm-hmm. we had had some conversations for sure leading up to this. So it was Tiff, and then it was also just reaching out to some guys that I'm really tight with, mm-hmm. using my men in my life that can help me keep accountable. Yeah. And that's a number of men. I mean, Ryan, that's my father-in-law, Greg, my mm-hmm. dad. Uh, my dad was another one. My older brother Ryan, mm. um, who I, I'm I'm blessed to also have at work with me uh, to lean on. So I had a number of people to finally sit down and say, "Hey, listen, guys, this is what's been going on. I've been, I've been keeping this inside. Not that you haven't been able to notice it from some of the sure. some of my behavior, but this has been what's going on." And so, mm. and that was a, that was a big stepping stone, right? And just my relationship with with the Lord, yeah. making things right and breaking down that wall. Um, so to speak, that brick wall of, of sin and selfishness and this woe is me attitude, right? And it's funny because I through that whole process, I really learned to respect the words that we say to people when it's, hey, uh, you just need to trust in the Lord. Mm. You know, we can say that so easily. Oh, we can make that an empty platitude and so an empty, easily. And it's a, yeah. very, it's a very empty set of words that we can provide to somebody without truly understanding what that looks like and what it means. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was the realization of, okay, trusting in the Lord, knowing that I am secure in my faith in Christ. I'm secure because of what Christ has done on the cross and because of his resurrection, that my salvation is secure. I do not need to worry about that. Mm. And then moving forward, being able to look at the things that were happening in my life, these different things at work, that what a blessing they were that the Lord was opening my eyes and heart to things that were needing to be fixed in my life, corrected in my walk with him. As a father loving his child and saying, hey, I'm doing this because I love you. You're going to struggle and you're going to eventually realize that you have not been trusting in me yeah. and that you need to know that I'm going to take care of you and we're going to work and I, you're going to work through this. This is only going to happen to you for you to op- get your eyes and hearts open, my eyes and heart opened up to this and then sharpen me up. And, and I really saw that. And it was, a, it was a wonderful thing to feel that of like knowing, okay, now I see these things a lot differently. Mm. Not that I didn't know that, you know, we, we, we know these things, but when they're happening, sometimes it's just so hard to like sure. take a step back and be like, okay, this is what the Lord's really doing right now with me. And thank you, Lord, for this. I, I, I'm so thankful for it. Right. You know? so. Yeah, I, I think it, it looks harder on the outside. And then again, what Ryan said, when you cross that threshold into obedience, being vulnerable before the Lord mm-hmm. and other people, just being transparent with what you already know God knows. It's like, oh, that's not that bad. 
Absolutely. God's people are meant to enjoy his presence. They're meant to enjoy obedience. Uh, they're meant to enjoy the life of Christ, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, with their families and w- with the church. Guys, how have you seen the issue of identity hurt or destroy men in your line of work? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, like, that's the major, yeah. major, that is the major problem. Um, even with those who follow, who are, who are claimed to be believers. Yeah. And I don't think it's just our line of work. I think it's the culture uh, that For we sure. live in that sure. men of course, the thing that we do, the thing that we do for work is what ends up becoming what defines us or it's what is providing us our purpose in life, whether it be for us as law enforcement officers, the idea of, you know, being this this line between good and evil and um, being maybe the last thing that exists that's going to be able to protect somebody that cannot protect themselves or it's somebody who's in the financial world who is doing really well and making money. And it becomes about the the pursuit of of that of money, mm-hmm. which can translate into the pursuit of possessions, right? Unfortunately, that happens. And what are, we all know that our identity is Jesus Christ. Hey, everybody! If you're new to Grace, we would love to meet you. You can plan your next visit on our website. There will be a form for you to fill out that will be sent to a member of our connections team, so they know which service and what Sunday you will be attending. When you come, someone will meet you at the Engage Center located between the red welcome columns on the patio. Just go to gracebaptist.org slash plan your visit to get started. Hope to see you soon. How do you know if a man is caught up in that sort of vicious cycle of self-identifying with what he does? Like what things do you see? What do you hear from that person? What is that person like? A lot of times you're, you'll see that is the task that's completed because they've done work, they're doing work well. Mm-hmm. And they identify so much with that. You get home and it's, hey, I did my task for the day. I'm done. Mm-hmm. And it's your mom or whoever else is taking care of the rest. I've done what I've identified with, what I need to do. Sure. And when I get home or whatever, it's... The only thing you do is this. Yes. yes. This is my role. Mm-hmm. This is your role. What my wife does and what other people do is that over there, but yes. I do this, right? And this yes. is where I find my value and where my worth is all wrapped up. And as, as a Christian man, yes, we are called to work and provide for our families. And that's something that you have to do. And there is great value sure. in that. And you you do need to take pride in your work and, yes. and, and pride in the way that you need to... Uh, do it unto the Lord. Like yes. I would be happy to present my work ethic to the Lord. Right. But when you get home, that's not where it ends. You are now Christian leader of your family. Right. And it's not, I'm home, check out. Right. You know, serve me food, whatever. Right. <laughs> that's. Yeah. So that, I, I, when it comes to the word vocation, that's actually a theological Christian word, right? It means calling, right? Mm. And pastors are not the only ones with vocations who have a calling. We've all been called to a line of work based upon the proclivity and the, the skill sets and the gift sets that God has given us. And God sovereignly put you in your line of work. Mm-hmm. And so now you have the opportunity to be in that domain as an agent of light with a hard work ethic, right? Influencing other people in a way that ultimately glorifies God and, and blesses the people that are within your sphere of influence. And I, I think sometimes it, it can be a fine line 
where you can appreciate that and it's a, a true identifier of your life without it becoming an identity. So the guys that have made this an identity, what they've actually done is they've, they've become idolatrous with their work. Yes. Right? And that idolatrous view of work, they take on that identity and man, the way that it manifests itself, going back to that question, you know, like what have you seen when guys mm-hmm. do this? Well, that's all they talk about. Yeah. You, you know, or, or, or they only associate with the people who are also like them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know? I, I feel like the example that I was thinking was more of like. Oh, I get what, what you're what, saying. That was what helpful. Is, I didn't what is think somebody about that. as yeah. a, as a Christian in this yes. church? Yes. When it comes to people more of the world that wouldn't identify as a Christian either, it's a lot of times going to be nothing. Totally that. I'm all I'm going to do is talk about. But we do know Christian brothers that. Yeah. They also throw themselves in that direction. I'm, I'm not trying yeah. to judge the heart and say they're not no, in no, Christ. No, no, for sure. Uh, but it, it tends to be the only thing that they maybe are energized to talk about. Yeah, right. If Christ is is truly our identity, I always, you know, Galatians 2.20. I mean, I've been crucified with Christ. It's, you know, and yeah. it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And now I'm living by, now the life I live, it's by my faith in the Son of God. Yeah. And if that's truly the case, then our our pursuits, like, like the things I'm pursuing in life are redirected, right? It's my, my pursuits are redirected. My perspective Mm -hmm. is redefined. Yep. Right. And my life's purpose is reshaped. Yeah. It's, it's, and and with those, like those three things in mind, right. It's like, okay, I can work hard at my job and I can be an absolute, you know, monster in the work working right and and doing wonderful things but it's with the mindset of what i'm going to work wholeheartedly for the lord and not for men right that's that's the goal that's the that's the pursuit right and the work of discipling men going back to what ryan provided in his example the the christ following man that turns off the category of of who he is in the home but then turns it back on when it comes to going to work that's where the job of discipleship mm-hmm. occurs. Sometimes what we do in influencing other men is helping them understand their own voice and influence in their home or in the church. Many times it's not vicious. I don't think. I'm not trying to judge any man. It's not vicious. They quite literally don't know who they are in that space. Absolutely. They know who they are when they're at the job. Yep. When they're on the job, they're respected. They're, they're the guy with the answers. They have the authority. And, man, and you get a lot of strokes doing that. Mm-hmm. You step into a different domain. It's not that you don't love, love your wife and your kids. It's not that you don't love Christ and the church. It's not that those things aren't true. But it may be that you don't know who you are in that. Mm-hmm. Th- there's a version of yourself that you're trying to discover. And honestly, well, that's the job of discipleship. Yeah, We're trying to bring to life, therefore, you know, the life of Christ, Colossians mm-hmm. 3. Yeah. But that that's also means that we simultaneously have to take off or put to death mm-hmm. the things that are uh, of the flesh or becoming our identity, right? Yeah. Again, I'm going back to what, because I think most men probably are where Ryan was describing in our church. Yes. Right? And so, yes. again, it's not that they don't love their kids or their wife or the church. It's just, you know, they're stressed, they're tired. You know, they, mm-hmm. they don't know who, who they have to be and like, they don't want to risk going out there and failing. And you know, it's, it, it can be intimidating. Let's it, just, I just want to name it for what it yeah. is. Right. And if that's the way you feel, you have to kind of take a step back too. And, and 
and acknowledge the reality of, the, of that though too. Like, well, how, why do I feel this way? Mm-hmm. It's likely because I'm lacking something. So what is it that I'm lacking and why? Mm-hmm. Is it, am I not spending enough time in the word, studying mm-hmm. God's, studying, studying scripture? Am I not in, in enough time in prayer? It, there's an uncomfortableness there, right? That, that pushes them, pushes a person to, to not engage and, and fulfill those responsibilities, right? Because it's uncomfortable. Sure. To where, like you're saying, like in the work field, this is what I know. I know this. I, I'm, a, I'm an expert in this, so I'm gonna, I, I can hammer it out. Right. Not that we need to feel like an expert when it comes to our relationship with Christ or my role as a husband or father. But if, if, if that's the case and I feel that uncomfortableness, I have to be honest right. with myself. Right, sure. And, and say, where, where are some areas that I need Absolutely. to work on and improve on so that I, I can I talk take to so many. Step. I talk to so many dudes who it, it, it's, it's like pulling a, a tooth, just getting them to admit that, yeah, this makes me insecure. Yeah. I was like, hey, man, once we can get there, then we can build. But that's just, that's what it means many times just to follow Christ is like, hey, let go give up you yes. can't you you won't you won't add up mm-hmm. you will make a mistake be vulnerable you are weak weakness is the way many times christ is your identity and christ Absolutely. is gonna is christ is gonna push you through push you through that if you truly give it over to him and rely on god and rely on your relationship with christ he's gonna push you through and into those yeah. areas that you need the improvement and it's so counterintuitive because it's not a set of muscles that they relied upon to get them where they are you know professionally Yes. Or vocationally. They, yeah. They're like, no, this seems a little backwards. Well, yeah, the kingdom of heaven does turn the world upside down mm-hmm. in many ways, you know. I hope people are more encouraged, especially men, knowing that, like, this is an extremely common Very struggle. Common. <laughs> this is not totally. like, yeah. this isn't unique to any man at well, all. Well, the reason I have you guys on here is because you are now perfect in this. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, and, absolutely know, not. There's no, no, no. <laughs> no but it's, it's common. The, it, it is. is. It's, it's, it's really easy. It's, I mean, man, every time when we go talk to like random people, mm-hmm. all they want to talk about is, oh, you're a police officer. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about, like, so it's so easy to identify in that, in oh, that. Sure. Yeah. I've, I mean, over the years, I've always thought it's a good thing when nobody can tell that I'm a police officer. Mm. I always, that's always a thought in the back of my mind, you know, not that it works out perfectly. I'd rather have them say, oh, you must be, you must go to church somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right, mm-hmm. rather than the uh, oh, you must be a cop, you know. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's it does it makes it difficult. We under, I understand our job is it's fun and exciting to a lot of people. They they know and see what they you know what they see on the news, and so inherently they they ask questions, you know. But sure. and it's not like we're upset at that. No, like, no, I, no. We will absolutely talk about that with anybody. But it's just it's it's super easy to fall into that that mindset of right. oh, I identify as this because sure. Of, yeah, you know, and it's like, man, like, yeah, we can talk about that for some, but like, let's <laughs> let's keep this conversation yeah. going into how are we going to edify each other with this? this right, many times fellowship has to go through the levels of socializing to get there. Yeah, right. If I can yeah. think of it in those terms, yeah. so so many times, it, so brothers, if you're listening and like we are describing you on this podcast, uh, no judgment. We've all been there, and it's so common with with every man. Just know that in order to truly fellowship, which the Bible says you absolutely need to be spiritually healthy. You 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 got to learn to go through the the levels of socializing, just getting to know people and talking. And for some, that's easier than others. Mm-hmm. That's just a reality. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think our culture—it's like the first question is always, "What do you do?" Totally right. 
I mean, that's that's our culture. Yeah, it's what do you, what do you do? That and it's talk about the weather, right? And it's like I always laugh. It's uh, you know, and so many people are like, "Well, I'm a sure, right?" Rather exactly. than I work as a police officer. Right. I, I I'm I'm not a police officer. I work as a police officer. That's what I do for work. It would cause a little bit of confusion, but I would say godly confusion <laughs> if on that question I would be like, well. I'm a husband. I follow Christ. Not in that order. I follow Christ. I'm a husband. Mm-hmm. I'm a mm-hmm. father. I'm a pastor. I eat ribeyes. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, in terms of what I do, I Absolutely. do a lot of things. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but no. all these to the glory of God. So, you know. Absolutely. And you would, and that should be the order, right? That we, mm-hmm. we are thinking about when we are asked those things. Yeah. And I think the goal should be as those, con- when we do have those conversations, that ultimately we should try to get those those sure. things out sure. that because that really that's that's what we're here for that's yeah. what, our, what our purpose is is to share is to share our good news of jesus christ yes i like <laughs> how you, you talked about you know going through those social levels yeah because especially when you are meeting for somebody you know for the first time or somebody you don't talk to very often you go down you know a friendly path of talking about what whatever it might be but in the back of your mind as a christian it's how am i gonna ultimately get this conversation so I can tell you about Christ. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's like, I, I will jump through all the loops. I will entertain your conversation to build the relationship so that I can share Christ with you. And ultimately. sometimes that's going to be more than just one occasion. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to build on that. And a lot of times mm-hmm. when you're at work or with whatever, you're going to have a lot of opportunity to to build that up. Yeah, that's true for evangelism, which is you're sharing the gospel with lost people, but it's also true for the fellowship. Sometimes just if you have a visitor, you know, uh, visit your ABF, and they may not be new to grace, but they're new to that level of interaction in the church. Mm-hmm. I, I just tell people who have done that, and then they get discouraged after one time. I'm like, you, you got to keep going back. Mm-hmm. You got to keep putting yourself in a circle of other people that are committed to the same things, and that's going to take more than just one time, right? Sometimes people are just like, one time is all it takes. Yeah. Praise God, but yeah, that's not everybody's story. That wasn't mine coming here. No, well, it's true. I mean, <laughs> nobody talked to me. My first honestly, day. <laughs> it wasn't mine either. Yeah, and I, I was hired as a pastor. Yeah, it takes a while. I mean, hard pivot here. Let's talk about friendship. Yeah, is friendship easy for you guys? It's, it's easier for me than it is for Tim. Yeah, it's easy. <laughs> I absolutely no, totally. Ryan, Ryan's like. Totally. Let's dig into that, Ryan. Why do you think that is? <laughs> Ryan's absolutely absolutely correct. It's Ryan is super easygoing and talkative, and I can be a little uh, a little quiet. And mm. so it's sometimes I'm, I'm very reserved on building those, those, which I'm trying, I'm so trying to get better about, you know, because I understand what my purpose is here and I need to have, yeah. I need to be relational with many people and, and have those good conversations. But it's, yeah, it's. <laughs> I got to tell you something to me. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, well, I was, this is years ago, bro. Years ago. Okay. I think it was around, not the first time I met you, but maybe a time or two after that. Told my wife, I was like, I think that guy hates me. She's like, she goes, she goes, oh, so you've met yourself. Aaron, Aaron that is my, my, my wife. I don't know how many times my wife has been asked like, Hey, does, does, uh, does Timmy not like me? And it's because I just, Dude, same. I, that's I, my and, life. I, and I apologize to anybody who's ever felt that way. It's not at all intentional. It's just. I sometimes my face is just very just Dude. boom, and it's it's me I'm too. like when you get to know me, I'm all about laughing and having a good yeah. time, you know. But 
uh, it's just out in public. I'm pretty like reserved and even killed and like it's I, you know I, I don't know. It's just sure. it's just how my personality has always has become as from time. <laughs> hey bro, I, was, I I I've had to confess on this podcast a previous yeah. episode. And the reality is I had Diane two elders lovingly yeah. just kind of talked to me about like hey. Uh, your face should be informed by your heart. If you really do care for people, you you need to be yeah. more approachable, and that's just it's just part of it. So, but I didn't your, mean to put you down. No, but back to your, but back to the question, right? Of yes, friendship, yes, 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 super huge yeah. and important, massive for us as men. My excuse can always be I just I don't have a lot of free time, and the free time I do have, I want it to be spent with my wife mm. and my children. And there is a lot of validity to that, and it's important, mm-hmm. and I understand that. But we have to have other men in our life who are men who are going to stand on God's word and are going to be there to keep us accountable. Yeah. Not just in if we're doing something wrong, but also to be there for when things are going well and to lift up. And I, I think it's Romans 12, right? Brother mm-hmm. talks about brotherly love and yeah. showing honor to one another. And that showing honor... To, to men, mm-hmm. between men, mm-hmm. that's a big deal. Yeah. And we don't do a good job of it. I can, you know, I, I, I can tell you that. I just, ex- expressing, and I, I've tried to get better about expressing to other men, like, hey, I just want to tell you how much I appreciate you and what you've done here mm-hmm. in, in whatever it may be in your role. Mm-hmm. I know I've said it to you. I know I've said it to, to Joe before. Yeah. I, I've said it to this guy before. You know, whatever it is, it's like, it's such a huge deal. Yeah. But, you have to be intentional with it. Sure. And I, I need to improve on this too as well. Like there's certain men and I, I, we need to be intentional and set like, Hey, let's be, let's be habitual about meeting, whether it be once every two weeks, once a week, whatever it is that you can do. Yeah. And then those conversations be intentional. Yes. Not conversations of, Hey, how's the week? Like, how's the week going? How's work going? But we're going to sit down. We're going to talk about what are you studying? What are you reading? What are you praying about? What is really happening in your life that is uh, a significance on the eternal, on the eternal spectrum? Sure. And let's really get into those things because that's where the bonding and the growing really happens between men. And I've always found you to be really good with that. And open for those sorts of conversations. I was just teasing you earlier. Yeah. You're okay with that. But but in terms of like just you're committed to those things in your marriage, and then in your marriage you were committed to those things in the church, which then means it's open season. Mm-hmm. Timmy's heart and his personality and his mind and his relationship level, it's open season. I'm here for other people. I'm here mm-hmm. to have those conversations. I'm here to help direct or connect other people to, to those conversations yeah. and those relationships. And you've always been you've always been really good for uh, that sort of, that level of vulnerability, which I appreciate mm. as a brother, Real. So, you know, thank you for that. Proof of point, yesterday, we rebuilt Tim's suspension on his truck. Mm. <laughs> he brought me scones. So he's... <laughs> first thing, he's, you know... <laughs> first thing was like, hey, what can I get you and him for coffee? And then I was bummed out because I got some stuff for the kids. I wanted, I was really bummed out Jack wasn't there, his little boy, Ryan's youngest. Oh, yeah. Me and Jack, we uh, we love each other very much. But Timmy, should we now pivot and just look at Ryan and ask Ryan why he's a better friend than both you and I? <laughs> okay. listen, to, listen to his laugh. It's 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 just you know it's more it's cute. It's it's cute. There we go. <laughs> I have the I have the opposite problem of not 
knowing when to basically shut up. So my, even today it happened in, in Sunday school. My wife, you know, she's sitting next to me and she she literally has this code. She'll start hitting my leg, basically like, it's time to stop talking. <laughs> so, Don't they service well, our wives? They sure yeah. do. You know, it's, um, yeah, that, that's not my greatest skill knowing when to hold my tongue. So okay. not like in a bad way. Sure, sure. Like in a, just let listen to somebody else and don't just... You have things Talk. to say. Yeah, it's not really that good most of the time. But it's but cute. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely is cute. <laughs> it's just a hey, no, but cup, relational, relationally, has it been easier for you, observably, like easier for you than others? Has God equipped you with a personality, as we're talking about this, where, hey, sometimes you need a brother to be room glue. You need the guy to be the one who's going to connect people to one another, you know? And that's a skill set. And look, I'm as I'm saying this, I'm not that guy. I I don't know if I. It, well, Tim's saying but I Tim's am. pointing at you right now. I he is. He's he's Ryan is absolutely that guy. I mean, you're a leader in an ABF, and I think that's a quality of leadership, right? Yeah, I, I mean, it should be. I guess. Brother, we're yeah. complimenting you. Thank you. you. I mean, <laughs> you. I mean you, no. it's okay. You can take this. It's, I'm I so I guess I'm I'm critical of myself too because I can be good at it, like just naturally talking with people. But as far as having that heart of like, you know, am I actually talking to you because I want to listen to you or do mm. I just want you to hear me? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, it's a battle in your soul. Like, am I doing this to edify you or to build myself up in front of you? Well, that's, that's the work before the Lord for sure. Because, yeah. you know, the heart is never one monolith thing. Like I've talked this, about this before. God has gifted me to preach and to communicate. Mm -hmm. And I would like to say that every time I'm in the pulpit, I have this purity before the Lord of just obeying God with the gifts he's given me to use. And yet, sometimes I'm the guy that just likes to have the microphone. So so, so what percentage of my heart is self-serving or it's, again, that's just the work before the Lord for sure. Yeah. You're never going to be perfectly. So that's what I'm trying to portray. Yeah. You know sure, what I mean? Sure, it's doc. like, I, I don't know that's how honest. to explain that. That's but... honest. You're always fighting the flesh, bro. So it's, it's Well, and then the more the mic's in your hand, the harder, or the easier it is to to have that perspective of yourself. So it's a, mm, well, yeah, it's a difficult, I mean, and, and greater, I feel bad for you. Greater the consequence. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. James three one. So yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. No, but this guy, he's got a, just a genuine joy about him that certainly uh, allows people to feel welcomed. Mm. He, uh, you know, allows people to feel that they're being heard. I know he's taught what he's ta He's just said, but he, he he can he's very intentional. I know that, and I've watched. I've I've known him his whole life, but super intentional with with the ability to to bring to bring guys together, yeah. whether it be to do something big or or something minor. Just like hey, let's get together. Like yeah. it's just certain men have that ability, and that's a gift. I yeah. don't have that gift. Sure, um, you can't put me. Uh, in a room with a bunch of guys, and I, I can guarantee not everyone's gonna feel like oh, yeah. I'm being heard or <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> or whatever, you know. Sure. But this guy, he he can do that. So that's how you see God using him in our church, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and he's I mean he's doing he's doing a number of other things as yeah. well. But Ryan, where do you see God using Timmy in our church? A lot of places. So for me personally, Tim, as we talked about before, he he's an older brother to me. Hmm. Um, even though he's physically not my older brother. <laughs> so Tim, he's very, very good about being intentional and specifically helpful with his words. So if I, if I tell Tim something, he's not going to just spit some answer back. 
he will think about it and he will give you an answer that is probably going to be the right answer. Very thoughtful and it'll be infused with thoughts of, of scripture uh, interlaced into your answer that you're getting back. Mm. Um, so it's not like this brash, mm. oh, this is what you should do because of this, 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 yeah. this. Uh, which is good because for me, I just want to start firing stuff out. Sure, and sure. a lot of times mm -hmm. I'll end up sounding dumb in the end. <laughs> so uh, it's pretty rare that you will see like a dumb set of advice or words come well, out of Tim. I've told Tim, I, he, I think you're very wise, brother. Like Tim, like you, I, I, I've <laughs> there's no, look, there's, there's nothing false coming out of, of, of my mouth right now. I, I see you as very wise. I didn't say sinlessly perfect or mm -hmm. anything like that, but, um, you are a thoughtful thinker and therefore a thoughtful communicator. And you've always stood out in my mind. And, and that's going as far back as when I started to get to know you, even through Landon Miller, through the yeah. ministry, when he was doing ministry here at Grace, uh, getting to know you as Missed well. Missed that guy. Yeah, I do too. I miss big, him. Big part of my life when he was here for that Absolutely. short window. God uses people, different, mm -hmm. different stages, different years and of life. Uh, brothers, as we begin to think about landing this plane here, uh, what would be just some wrap-up thoughts you would give to a man who might be listening and might be kind of how we described? I mean, mm -hmm. he's a believer, okay? Grace Baptist is his home, but maybe he he's identifying with some of those stressors and, mm -hmm. and some of those identifiers that very easily could keep him from going to the next level in his relationship with the Lord or his wife or the church. What are some thoughts Wrap up thoughts. First, I would I'd definitely say you got to pray. Mm. Uh, our our greatest, you know, power that we have is prayer. It's access to God. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so remembering to stop there first and mm. pray, yeah. and from there the Lord will He will absolutely direct you uh, from that point on. Mm. So just recognizing there, praying to God, confessing sin that may may need to be confessed, and whether that is a lack of service to the church, a mm. lack of service to your brothers by being involved, keeping each other accountable, sharpening iron with iron. Mm -hmm. Just starting at that point would definitely be, uh, would be step one. And then from there, it's just, it's go out contact somebody, go find Mike Wilkie in the, yeah. he'll, he'll, yeah. he'll put you to work. Amen. He'll tell you to take some trash it's helpful. out. It's helpful. That's wise. <laughs> yeah. I th yeah. And I, I think, you know, with that, just to like the, like the bulk of what we talked about today, just reflecting on on Christ and uh, who Christ is and what he's done for you and the the security we have in, in that, but then also the freedom that because of that, because of Christ, the freedom we have to ob be obedient to God and to have the, the mindset, the heart and mindset. We're in Colossians 3 in our ABF, and we just hit the beginning of Colossians 3, which is— yeah. Put to death, therefore, bring to life. Right? It's wonderful. If you've been raised with Christ, right, uh, seek the things that are above where right. Christ is seated at the right. right hand of God. And then to set your mind on the things that are above. Right. The, the two things, the heart and the mind, Matthew 22, we're to love the mm -hmm. Lord our God with all our heart and our mind. That's why those things are they're mentioned in that way, even mm -hmm. in Colossians 3. And to reflect on that and then, and then put that into practice, to then, because if we're if we're going to just be focused only on what's happening here in this world, you, we we will not be able to you know push forward mm. as yeah. as a Christ follower. Yeah, uh, we we have to have that. Our, our heart is pursuing after those things which are are godly, 
and our mind is set on the things which are is which from a hev- heavenly perspective yeah. in e- an eternal perspective yeah. and just pushing those and just, so just taking everything that we're doing in our life and focusing it on those on those things and so everything that we're doing just taking a step back and saying how how or what am i doing right now is this uh adding is this have eternal value mm. um is this uh having a value into god's kingdom um, and if, you know, just apply that with, with whatever, whatever, with whatever that you're doing in your life. Yeah. So that, and that goes with everything with my relationship with my wife, how I'm talking to my wife, how I'm loving her, right. my children, how am I serving them? How am I loving them? How, what kind of example am I setting right. for my children through the things that I'm showing to be of most important in my life? Right. Then my relationship with my friends, then my coworkers, right? Mm. It's just, it's a domino effect yeah. if we have our heart and minds in the right place. And I say this because it's not because I'm doing it all perfect, but it's just the things that I, as I get older and the Lord has continues to grow me, especially in my work field, I'm just like, how can I make that impact for Christ? Amen. Yeah. You know, so... And it takes time, like you said. It's not going to always be one conversation. It'll be multiple, but sometimes it doesn't take that many conversations because our life is already reflecting it, and by the by the manner in yeah. which we're living. You got to commit to that process and knowing that God satisfies on the other yeah. other end of that pursuit, right? Yeah, I just want to encourage guys to just have that mindset, and because the day the day, the day and age we're living in right now, it's easy to get down. It's easy to 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 have a, a a negative perspective but for us as christ believers i mean there's it's amazing right now mm. i mean we're seeing things unfold that uh mm. should be getting us excited because i you know christ is christ is coming back amen and mm. he's going to be back i think sooner than we think well it's good and that's wise tim brian thanks for sitting down with me for a second time appreciate you guys Love your ministry, your impact in this church, and on me personally. Thank you. Thank you. Well, brothers and sisters, thanks so much for joining us today. Hopefully, you'll be able to pick it back up with us next week as we sit down with David Hegg. Thanks so much for streaming. Thank you so much for joining us today. Make sure to subscribe to Magnify Podcast so you never miss an episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others. Post about it on social media or leave a rating and review. We would love to hear from you. So if you have any questions you'd like to ask in our mailbag, you can email them to magnify at gracebaptist.org and we will answer them on the show. Thank you so much for streaming.